Oh, guys, if that song doesn't get you excited for college basketball, then I don't know what will. By the way, while I have a sec, I just want to let you guys know I don't claim rights to that song whatsoever. That's by CBS, the March Madness theme song. Uh, my family pointed out that maybe you shouldn't, should you know, <laughs> be careful about playing uh, songs that aren't yours on Anchor. And they have a point, they have a point, you know, if I... Upset the wrong person, who knows what will happen. Anyways, uh, moving on to college basketball. Usually Saturdays are for college football, but really the only game on today is Army and Navy. More on that in a second. But first, let's touch on some college basketball games that happened yesterday and as well that are going on in action today. St. John's fell at the hands of 16th-ranked Arizona State, 82-70 to yesterday. How about Arizona State, a team that many had picked to finish in the bottom of the Pac-12 conference. And here they are, 8-0, ranked 16th in the country, looking like a team that could contend for the Pac-12 title. Romello White led the way for the Sun Devils, uh, number 23, with 22 points and 9 rebounds. And uh, he also got good contributions uh, from the likes of Shannon Evans, the second, 18 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds. And that would be enough, again, as they defeat uh, St. John's 82-70. to Elsewhere, there was a great game uh, between Oklahoma and 25th-ranked USC. I touched on that yesterday in the show. And Oklahoma edges out USC 85-83, to and USC's slide continues. It was a game in which Oklahoma, at one point, led by almost 20 points. So it looked like they were just going to run away with this thing, and USC was just going to fall flat like they always do in the second half. Not the case. USC outscored Oklahoma 47-37 in the second half to really make this thing interesting. And in the end, Oklahoma does hang on 85-83. to Oklahoma has an exciting thing or team led by freshman phenom, Trey Young, who had 29 points and 9 assists. And I touched on that yesterday. He's averaging 28 points per game and almost 8 assists per game. So he's stuck true to that number almost exactly. And he he was a lot of fun to watch, let me tell you. He got help from uh, guard Christian James. 19 points, 3 assists, 5 boards from him. And on USC's side, they are still struggling to figure things out. Uh, Chimezi Metu, 13 points, 11 boards. Uh, Elijah Stewart led the scoring uh, push from the Trojans, 23 points, 5 boards, and 3 assists. And they also got good help from Jordan McLaughlin, 20 points and 9 assists. However, Trojans once again lose and now sit at 4-3. and three. This was a team that many had picked to challenge Arizona for the Pac-12 and now they they are definitely not looking like that preseason tenth rank. Uh, a game that maybe kind of flew under the radar. Twentieth ranked TCU and twenty second ranked Nevada. What a great game! Eighty four to eighty, TCU wins. And I'll be honest, I don't really know much about these teams except that former Pittsburgh head coach. Uh, the, the former Pittsburgh head coach now coaches at TCU. And I'll, I'll be honest, I don't even know his name. I didn't research that. I should have. In any case, Jalen Fisher led the way for the Horned Frogs with 20 points and 6 assists. 
that in 31 minutes of action. Kenrick Williams, 38 minutes of action, 16 points, and 11 rebounds. He's a guard, which makes that impressive. And for Nevada, Cody Martin, 27 points, 11 boards. Uh, Jordan Caroline, 21 points, 10 boards. And Caleb Martin, 17 points and 6 boards. So great efforts on both sides. TCU wins out in a battle of top 25 teams. That was yesterday. Let's t move on to today's action featuring a Duke and Boston College. As I mentioned, guys, Duke currently in a dogfight with Boston College, 74-71. Uh, that game, just under five minutes to go. Uh, Marvin Bagley leading the way, or was leading the way for Duke with 15 points, 12 boards. Gary Trent Jr. adding 17 points to the mix. Grayson Allen, 14 points, 5 assists. And for Boston College, Jordan Chapman with 18.6 rebounds. Jerome Robinson, 16 points. And Kai Bowman leading the way, 24 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists. Oh, make that 26. He just scored. It's 74-73, 4 minutes, 36 seconds to go in that game. And today, the other game worth mentioning, that's going to be between Florida and Cincinnati. Florida kind of struggling as of late. And, which is very surprising considering their early season success against the likes of Gonzaga. They beat a pretty quality Stanford team. Uh, but since then, they've suffered losses to Florida State, and Florida State's talented, and so it's not that that wasn't the worst loss we could see. And then Loyola, Illinois. Loyola, Illinois, are you kidding me? They The thing about these small schools is they generally hang on to their players for three to four seasons. So when you have a team of veteran players who have been together for four years through a, a, through a lot of basketball, it's very surprising seeing how well they can come out and execute against very talented but very young five-star, you know, recruit-type players. So... That's kind of what we saw, I guess, in that game uh, where Loyola was able to take the win. Uh, and it's also worth mentioning the Lo they're called the Loyola Ramblers. They're nine and one in their in their respective schedule. So it's not like they're a bad team or anything like that. Um, in any case, moving on. Yeah, that's kind of the good, the two good games worth mentioning today. Duke again in a dogfight with Cincinnati, and that's really it. So let's move on to the basketball court for, of NBA teams. Yesterday week I covered a few good games, uh, both on Anchor and on my uh, Facebook page. You pick it. That was Golden State and Detroit. And also Boston versus San Antonio. And boy, did they live up to their billing. The Golden State Warriors ended up winning 102 to 98, continuing uh, the Detroit Pistons slide. They now sit at 14 and 11 after starting the season 10 and 4. So they're 4 and 7 in their last 11 games. Whereas Golden State, they've won six straight, even without Steph Curry as he recovers from that nasty twisted ankle we saw when uh, he suffered that in Charlotte. Kevin Durant led the way with 36 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists. And Klay Thompson chipped in 21 points, 5 re assists, 4 rebounds. Go Cougs. For the Pistons, uh, Avery Bradley with 25 points, 4 rebounds. 
Reggie Jackson was 16 points, two assists, three rebounds. You gotta look for, for a little bit more when it comes from your point guard as far as, you know, getting other people involved, but Reggie Jackson's always been a scorer. Andre Drummond uh, kind of had a bad night, eight points. He did have 17 rebounds, but you expect that from him. Just was not able to put it together offensively. Uh, elsewhere, uh, worth mentioning, the Cavs' 13-game win streak was snapped yesterday by the Indiana Pacers. Victor Oladipo with the late three to clinch that one. And now for the other game, the San Antonio Spurs defeating the Boston Celtics 105-102. to that was so awesome. I'm a huge Spurs fan, as you guys know. Kyrie Irving, 36 points, one assist, one rebound. He was feeling it last night. LaMarcus Aldridge led the way for the Spurs, 27-10. and 10. And Manu Ginobili with the late three to give the Spurs the win. 11 points for him, and three of them came within the last 10 seconds of the game. That put them over the top, over the Celtics, and they split the season series with Boston. What a great game. It's not going to happen, but that would be an awesome final series. These two teams were classy. Uh, they respected one another. And in the end, uh, my, it just so happened my Spurs came out on top. And that game could have gone either way. And Jalen Brown, worth mentioning, had some monstrous dunks that are SportsCenter Top 10 worthy. And on to football, the gridiron. There's only one college football game in action today and it's army versus navy this is a rivalry that doesn't get talked about a lot uh honestly and everyone acts like you know oh yeah, yeah army versus navy a, a great rivalry when in reality they they didn't think about it except for the week of like the rest of us i'm included in that by the way i'm guilty uh, but in any case, let's delve into the history of Army versus Navy, and there's a lot of it. Our uh, Navy leads the series 60 to 50, uh, 60 wins for Navy, 50 for Army, and seven ties in their history. The longest win streak we just witnessed it: 2002 to 2015, I believe. 14 years, or maybe it was 2001. That makes more sense. 2000. 1 to 2015 14 straight games in favor of navy uh that was that was tough to watch once it hit double digits i was kind of rooting for army every year it's like come on guys you, you gotta win at once you know and as a washington state fan i can totally relate we're always the little brother of washington and we haven't been able to beat them for a while so i can kind of understand where they're coming from but last year they finally did it in an exciting fashion it, it was a thrilling 21 to 17 victory in favor of army and this year we could be looking at another army win make it two straight you know going on a 2-0 run uh, army enters the game at eight and three on the season with some pretty with a pretty impressive resume you know wins over duke duke's always a solid team under david cutcliffe um let's take a look at the rest of army's schedule while we're on the subject who did they beat this year? Who did they beat? Bear with me, guys. So, let's see. They beat Buffalo. They took down Rice. UTEP. Temple. Temple's a pretty solid team. They always are. Air Force. They blanked Air Force. They took down Duke, as I mentioned, 21-16. Lost to North Texas in a, you know, tough fashion, 52-49. 
they play San Diego State in the Armed Forces Bowl, so that'll be an interesting game. Um, but again, today, Army versus Navy is what we're talking about, and Army's had a great season. And usually it's the other way around. Usually it's Navy who's had the more impressive resume leading into the game. Not the case, so can Army make it too straight? I'm pulling for them, honestly. I still think it's their turn to go, you know, on a little bit of a run here uh, and represent uh, the armed forces in football. And let me just tell you, their uniforms are slick. I'll put up a picture of them on my uh, Facebook page, you pick it, so you guys can get a look at, you know, what we're looking at here. Uh, Army's kind of in an all-white, and the Navy's in this slick, I don't want to light blue almost in any case it's really cool and i'll show you guys in a bit um but yeah that's army versus navy right there uh and that's it for college football uh, next week we'll talk about the bowl game situation you know there's a couple the early early bowl season games aren't always the best you know as far as teams that are in it they're not the highest profile matchups but they're worth delving into. They're worth taking a look at as far as statistics go. Who to watch for. Maybe some star players hidden or hidden gems on these teams that we could be seeing playing on Sundays. Uh, we'll Again, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Speaking of the gridiron, we'll talk about the NFL tomorrow morning. I'll try and get my brother to do a show with me. We'll talk fantasy football. Uh, playoffs are going on in a lot of fantasy leagues across the uh, across the world, really. So uh, that's something we'll try and uh, tap into as well. Guys who we think are going to go off, guys who we sh you should sit on your bench, guys in the waiver wire that are hidden. Uh, that's m all of that and more tomorrow on uh, our show, Garrison Talk Sports. Hot take for you guys. So I got a magazine in the mail yesterday. And uh, I'll give you a, I'll give you a clue who it was uh, who graced the cover as GQ as one of the new American heroes. Uh, let's just say he's not a fan of the police or America in general. That's right, it's Colin Kaepernick. And first off, let me just say right away that I think Colin Kaepernick. He's a pretty good football player. I'm not about to sit here and tell you that he is a terrible football player and that's why he's not in the NFL. That's not the case. I think Colin Kaepernick is a solid football player. I think he is a lot better than a lot of the backups out there in the NFL today. And I definitely think he would honestly be better than... Uh, he's. I think he's better than Joe Flacco currently. I think he could... Uh, do pretty well in a couple systems here in the NFL and honestly when the Seahawks were looking at him as a potential backup quarterback I didn't mind it I thought he could come in and give us a triple option threat that could help us win games and that's all I cared about that being said Colin Kaepernick is not a good enough quarterback for a team to bring him on knowing the kind of publicity and distraction he is going to bring that team and he's sure as hell not worth $8 million a season, which was the last asking price I heard when Denver was looking at him as a potential quarterback. $8 million a season? No thank you. Especially with all the publicity 
and distraction you're going to bring to our franchise. It's not going to happen. So, for here's my opinion. Colin Kaepernick is not a hero. He's not. This is the guy who uh, came out in support of Fidel Castro making you know positive statements about him as a leader, uh, saying, you know, basically it's better than America. Uh, he wore, um, when he was challenged by Cuban exile Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald about the t-shirt, Kaepernick proclaimed, quote, one thing that Philo Castro did do is they have the highest literacy rate because they invest more in their education system than they do in their prison system, which we do not do here, even though we're fully capable of doing that. Uh, I would love to see his sources on that, but in any case, let's move on. So Garo called out that false claim as phony uh, when he told the quarterback that Castro's regime broke up families, including his own, by the way, as they sought to escape Cuba. Kaepernick again you know, attacked America and quoted was quoted as saying, we do break up families here. That's what mass incarceration is. That was the foundation of slavery. So our country has been based on that as well as the genocide of Native Americans. So basically, he just slams America and people applaud him as the hero. And <laughs> I... I'm not about to sit here and tell you that there isn't racism in this country. There absolutely is, and justice should be served on them. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not about to sit here and tell you that our police, uh, our police force is perfect. It's not. I'm sure there are plenty of dirty cops out there who are just looking to cause trouble, and probably who are racist. I'm not about to sit there and tell, sit here and tell you that you know, they're perfect. But for Colin Kaepernick to be labeled a hero, what for? For causing for causing a giant rift across the country? He basically brings out this whole dialogue of, oh, but cop pulls me over because I'm black, which to me in, in itself is racist. You know, basically, oh, white cop, yep, he, he hates me. And that's courtesy of Colin Kaepernick. And now he's trying, he's saying the NFL has blackballed me. No, it's not the case. You're just not that great of a quarterback to warrant this kind of distraction to this franchise. And if I was the owner, I would tell him the same thing. Think you're a great player, but you're not worth what you're going to bring. You're just not. And... On top of what he's been saying, I also think it's important to note that his history is insanely inaccurate when he's speaking about, you know, slavery. Um, I, I feel like he doesn't seem to realize that the first owner, the slave owners in America were black and that they themselves were enslaving each other in Africa. You know, the, that that's where the whole slave trade started is opposing tribes in Africa would capture and enslave one another and then sell them for a profit to the Europeans who were looking to start their, you know, plantations out in South America and in the colonies in the United States 
or which is what are now known as the United States, rather. And I'm not sitting here condoning slavery. Slavery is a terrible thing, and I'm glad that it was abolished down the road. But I don't see how that has transcended through generation after generation to today, where there's this commentary or there's this there's this you know culture this level of resentment from the african american community that all white people are evil and i know that's a small small portion of the african american community or at least i hope so um i mean in north carolina i played with i had plenty of black teammates and we were friends still are to this day so I guess I just don't understand where they're coming from as far as the all black people are evil, you know, or excuse me, all white people are evil narrative. And I think Colin Kaepernick has helped cultivate that theory or that, you know, that feeling um, of separation and, you know, division that we're seeing in our country today, the likes of which we haven't seen, bef you know, in a long time. So, to me, Colin Kaepernick is not a hero. He is a solid quarterback who, when he came out and started making these outlandish statements, you know, got kicked out of the NFL for it, and now he's throwing a tantrum that it didn't pan out like he wanted to. That's my take on it. And I know it's probably not a popular take. I know there's a lot of people out there who would vehemently disagree with me and, you know, call me racist or that's not the case at all. Um, this is just my opinion. You're welcome to disagree with it. And, you know, don't just, you know, slam me with the comeback of, oh, F you, you don't know what you're talking about. Come back to me with debatable points and talk to me, you know, like a human being. That's supposed to what... That's supposed to be what makes this country great. That's supposed to be what a democracy is. People coming together with a dialogue, differences of opinion, and being able to discuss them like adults rather than just hurling insults or, oh, you don't agree with me, therefore you're a fascist or you're a bigot, you're a racist, etc., etc. So... That's kind of my take on the Colin Kaepernick situation and perhaps a broader situation in general and uh, kind of a take on why I don't understand the whole NFL anthem protest. I personally don't care about it, honestly. If you want to kneel during the anthem, go for it, whatever. But to, to suggest Colin Kaepernick is a hero to me is honestly just pretty laughable. And guys, before I sign off today, I just want to let you all know that my show is now available in podcast form on iTunes and on Google Play Music. So that's pretty cool. Um, if you guys, you know, want me to post the link to that, I certainly can on my You Pick It page, uh, Facebook. I already have, actually, so you can find it there. Um, but yeah, I've got my whole show on there and it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, I've actually subscribed to myself and it sends me notifications that, Hey, this guy posted more content for you to listen to. 
uh, and it's a pretty cool feature, you know. I hope that someday, uh, if if my dream comes true as being a sports broadcaster, that so, you know, if, if somebody asks me, "Hey, I need, I want to see some of your work or hear some of your work," that I can send it to them, you know, simply because it's on Google Play Music and it's downloadable and it's free. So, just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. If you wanted a place to listen to it other than Anchor, uh, that's where you can go and listen to it. So again, uh, that's on iTunes or Apple Music or uh, Google Play Music. So that's all I got for today. Again, stay tuned for tomorrow. Uh, we're going to break down the NFL, the slate of games for tomorrow as we get closer to playoff time. All these games are getting crucial. Uh, division championships coming up and uh, wild card placement. It's all coming to a head here in the final few weeks of the NFL season. My brother and I, Dawson Hardy, will talk about that on the show, as well as fantasy football projections uh, and, you know, just general tips as far as how to be successful. Uh, a lot of you guys are probably in your playoffs right about now. So uh, it's, a, it's a time that you really need to get get it right as far as which guys to play uh, on certain weeks and we'll have that for you here on garrison talk sports again guys thanks for listening have a great rest of your saturday i will be in touch with you guys hopefully tomorrow morning um again thanks for listening this has been garrison talk sports here on anchor